What is up? What is up, everyone? Man, we are super duper excited to bring you the first episode of the Unplugged podcast where we have dope talks and thoughts. Uh, Open forum, no judgment, no opinions, just talking about some real awesome conversations. Uh, I'm your host. uh, I'm Seti. Um, We have our our other co-host who's not with us today. His name is uh, Jordan. Uh, He couldn't be with us today. He's attending to some blessed family moments. Um, But our first episode, first topic today, um, wanted to dive in. So you guys kind of get to know uh, the host a little bit and everything. Maybe in our next episode, we'll have, uh, you know, Jordan uh, give, uh, you know, kind of a special, special story. It's something that uh, he holds dearly to his heart or something. Um, But uh, one topic I wanted to, uh, maybe not so much of a topic, but kind of a storytelling here um, is my nursing career and how it has it's had his ups and downs um you know it's something i think about from time to time um something that of course the accomplishments that i've been able to have now i'm very proud of but the road or the journey that i got here uh or got to where i am now uh there were some rough patches um guys want to know something about me i graduated um uh i got my b bachelor's in nursing in the year 2018 uh from dominican university um but before that uh i graduated at james logan high school for anyone who knows james logan high school here in the bay area uh we're always on the news for something class of 2012 (laughs) um and that was kind of a weird year in itself but um throughout this whole story time storytelling whatever you want to call it um i'm going to try to stay on the timeline i may go off on a tangent i may i may jump a couple things here and there but uh, i'm gonna must try i'm gonna try to stay on course um so there's a reason why i'm opening up this story uh, and everything and wanted to share this life experience and you know in my occupation alone um, to kind of open doors and maybe give someone who's in probably probably have has gone through it um, and may relate to it or someone who is currently going through it but um, fast forwarding into my nursing program career this was the fall of 2018 um, and you know your last semester of nursing school you're getting really excited you're almost done but you have to do some what we call a capstone or preceptor um preceptor preceptorship or your senior preceptorship where you are assigned at a certain hospital with your certain um uh how do you call it specialty you want um uh, with someone that you're going to follow for um, how many shifts in order to obtain the hours that you need to get. Um, the Board of Nursing uh, for our school um, had us do about 180 hours worth of clinical, um, which seems like a lot, but in due time, like it wasn't. Like if you did four shifts, um, you know, 
in a week every time um, or even three. Let's just say you did three. Um, that's 24 hours, right? 24 times four. I mean, that's what, like 96. Um, and you do that again for the next month. Uh, you probably get done, right? But while trying to, I hope I did my math right. If someone can double check that real quick. Um, but while that's happening, you're also attending to classes, um, you know, getting you ready for graduation and post-graduation. So in Dominican, there, there's, you know, so, there's other schools that use like um, certain things that help them pass, um, you know, certain training classes and stuff like that. Um, some people use the program called HESI. Some use ATI. Um, some use Kaplan. Those are all geared to help you get ready for the NCLEX, depending on what your school wants and everything. Um, my school at the time, um, we had Kaplan and it had, it has its up and downs for sure. Um, but, um, I hated Kaplan, like Kaplan from my freshman year coming into Dominican up until if I remember the syllabus, right, it was 10% of your grade. So it's either make it or break it, right? Like if you scored really bad on the Kaplan and there was a certain uh, scoring criteria, um, if you didn't pass, like it, it could mean you, it could mean like either you fail or, or you pass. It was that like marginal. And some people didn't like it. Some people did like they didn't mind. Some people like they do well in, in those, um, Kaplan tests. And, you know, it kind of told you like you were, um, you were kind of ready to take the NCLEX. So in our senior, in our last uh, semester um, into the program, we had what was called like a predictor. I like to call it in Lima's terms, uh, an exit exam. And you had two tries to, um, two tries to finish the exit exam. And, you know, it's one of the most dreadful things that is on someone's mind, especially if you go to Dominican, because you know that your last semester you have to not only complete your hours, not only have to go to class, but you also have to worry about this big exit exam that you need to pass. Um, so I don't remember exactly the dates, but if I'm not mistaken, the first one was going to happen around October. If I'm not, if I have my dates right. And then the, the second try if you didn't do well the first time if you didn't pass it was um in sometime in november so i'm completing my hours and um the first predictor comes and i've heard horror stories i've heard stories where it's really hard but it's very doable people pass long story short um i didn't pass the first time i didn't pass the first time uh, i was a little bummed out because i wanted to get it out of the way um, and I'm the type of person where if I have some sort of failure, if I have some sort of shortcoming, it, it dwells on me, um, for whatever it is. Um, it, and it takes about maybe a couple of days for me to move on and then I'll move on. Uh, but of course, um, now it's the first, the first predictor. I have to pass the second time, right? I have to pass the second time. And on top of that, I'm doing clinical hours, so I'm getting those done and still have to attend a class. But 
Um, it was a mental grind coming into the second second one. Had a couple of weeks, few weeks, um, from the first predictor leading on to the second. Um, and you know, I started asking advice from those who had, you know, graduated from Dominican, and you know, they told me like, hey, you know, the second one's gonna be easy. You're gonna pass it, um, and everything. And that kind of news or reporting to me didn't work in my favor because um, I got really, really confident with it to the point I was cocky. Um, I was even telling myself, I'm going to pass, like no problem. So the one thing about me, I'm, I'm very, very religious. Um, I go and attend church at Iglesia uh, Cristo, Church of Christ. If you guys haven't checked out incmedia.org, go ahead and check out incmedia.org. They have awesome um, stories of faith, topics that um, you may not think could be in the Bible, but it is in the Bible. But I was someone who was going to church twice a week. I had duties within the church. Um, so leading up to my second um, predictor, not that I didn't do it for my first one, but I had devotional prayers every night. I said, God, you know, please let me pass. But, you know, in my mind, I'm like thinking I'm going to pass anyway because it's it's going to be super duper easy. So um, I had a couple. I, I calculated everything. So I only had maybe a couple more shifts. Um, or actually, no, I was actually done with my shifts um, before coming into the second predictor and I believe the second predictor from from the second exit exam to the day of graduation it was actually I think maybe a week or two apart so uh, the time was really really like it was it was quick um, it was quick and everything um, and I had to get ready, right? I had to get ready for um, what was, what was going to happen, what was going to occur and stuff like that. Um, and so the second exam comes and long story short, oh, before I give the news to that, so the exit exam consists of 150 nursing questions. Nursing questions that are critical thinking or whatever the case may be that prepare for the NCLEX. So both the first exit exam and the second exam were both 150 questions. I know. Super mind draining at that end and can only imagine like what my brain was going through even after the first one, after I had failed. The second one comes through and I didn't pass. So I didn't pass my first time. I didn't pass my, I didn't pass the second time. And at this point, I'm crying. I'm lost. I don't know what to do. Um, I remember calling my mom and I told her, I don't know what's going to happen. And so during this time, um, I had a set teacher who was following my path my senior, my last semester. 
her name is Dr. Harris, um, and she she plays a big part um, from my senior semester up until present day, which I'll get to later. And you know, I was after I had gone done. I got a text from Dr. Harris telling me, hey, there's a couple students left. Uh, I'll let you know. Uh, if you're still on campus, please come and see me. Um, mind you, I I was shocked. I, I, I didn't know what to do. I, my, my mind's going through so many emotions. You know, I'm crying. I'm like overwhelmed. I'm trying to avoid all my classmates. Because at this point... Um, I didn't hear of anyone who had my situation, who, who were, who had taken it twice and failed. And of course there's a little bit of envy, right? I'd rather be at the other side of the fence and, you know, and be done with predictor and focus on graduation. Um, and it comes time that the last person gets done with her test and I'm, I am to meet with Dr. Harris and she goes, what happened? I said, I don't know. I prepared. I did all of these things. I even told her, you know, my religious aspect that I prayed, I did this, I did that. But I don't know. I told her I was lost for words. And so she said, Hey, um, I need you to meet with the dean. Um, and I'm super bad at remembering this name till now. I'll remember her name from time to time, but I, I forget who our dean was at the time. Um, so right away, I, I get, um, I get out of that meeting with Dr. Harris and I email the dean. Uh, like, you know, can I have a meeting, blah, blah, blah. And she is quickly informed about my situation. So that was a Saturday. Um, and I was literally crying. I didn't know what else to expect. And, you know, I was to have a meeting with the dean on Monday. So... I'm praying and I go, what happened? And one of the things that I realized during that time was I was really cocky. I was really too confident saying, oh, I'm going to pass. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to be focused on graduation. So Monday rolls around. I have a meeting with the Dean. Um, and one of my, one of my best friends in the program and who I keep up from time to time now, his name is Greg. He just told me, hey, man, um, I know I know you pray a lot, so just pray. And, you know, I, that's what I did, too, even before that. I said, you know, I kept saying, you know, you know, whatever your plan is, man, like, just just let me let me accept it and let me uh, enjoy the ride that uh, you're going to take me in the journey. And I remember being in that office. And the only option I had, the only option I had was to take it a third time. But there was a there was a a deal to it, right? There's always that but, as they say in the movies, right? So the deal was um, 
I was to be granted a third try of the exam, which I was really, really grateful for. But at the same time, if I did not pass, I would have to repeat that whole semester. But I didn't have to repeat my clinical hours. I just had to prepare, like give full time to, um, you know, just a pre- predictor. Just try to f- pass it the first time. You know, I could play so many excuses. Well, I was busy at work. I had family things going on. Or I, you know, I was too busy with clinical or it was too much. I could play the excuse game all day. But this was on me. And so I was very thankful. But <laughs> I was bargaining. I'm not going to lie. I was telling them, like, well, can you guys just let me pass? Because, you know, I'll just prove it to you guys in NCLEX. And she's like, no, because if you can't pass this, how much more about NCLEX, right? And, you know, the dean had a point. She had a point. But the one thing I was very happy about and very fortunate enough, the dean was like, but it doesn't mean you can't walk the stage that Friday. So, so it's Monday. Come Friday, I'm supposed to walk the stage. And I think by now... I could feel... So the next time I were to see my classmates... I think it was a Tuesday... I think it might have been a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And I could tell like... The feeling... Um, or kind of like the um, the aura or... Whatever our, the vibe was in the room. People knew my situation without even me saying. Right? Um, I only told a couple people. But I didn't... I wasn't getting mad at those people like if they had said something... You know, um, there's nothing to be ashamed. I have myself to blame about the situation. Um, and that's that. So Friday rolls around. Um, and I'm able to walk the stage. Um, of course, I have my mom and my sister there. Uh, and then I have um, my uncle Jason, uh, Pablo, who was a big father figure to me, who was there to support me. Um, and it was a great moment because um, Dr. Harris was there and she gave me that look like congrats. And the dean was there and she gave me that look of like, told you so, like you would walk. Um, but, you know, the deal was still there. Right. So I could, you know, the deal was like, you know, celebrate it, enjoy your time of graduating as college and everything, getting your bachelor's, you know, take a week off and then you're back on the grind. And so I, I just, I did just that. I did just that. Um, and, you know, I, I went to, I was home. Um, I didn't work as much. Um, I was home studying, you know, doing Kaplan questions, doing the book. And I hated it. There were times where, I was, I was crying. Um, I said, you know what? Maybe this is not for me, right? This is this isn't the the path I should go or take or whatever you want to call it. And then, um, I was I were to, I was to contact Doctor Harris to, um, you know, schedule my third exam. So. I think this was maybe around, I think it was the first week of January. And she goes, mind you, my birthday's on January 20th. And at the time, I actually wanted to take my test on the 20th 
and it landed on a Monday on MLK Day on a, on a national holiday. Um, and she was like, well, no, I don't think that'll work. So um, I could get my dates wrong, but it was either the 20th, 21st or something like that. That that was that Monday. So I was to take it the next day. And, you know, I started to see improvements in the in the practice questions I was getting. I was getting high scores where I needed to be. So you know, I was confident. But once again, bringing it back to the religious aspect, I was praying to God. I was doing all those things. And, you know, I said I told him the same exact thing, you know. I know this is a test, but help me to pass this test and let me be along for the ride again. Um, so in, in church, I'm very active. So uh, I'm a choir member. Uh, during this time, I was uh, I was only a choir member and a teacher for the kids. And we had a choir gathering. It was cool because I always like to use moments like for church. Like if I have something uh, the day after um, and I just had something for church like a big gathering and the next day I had something big I always use that as a big prep day something that I can use to just you know talk to God and everything and that day I I, I talked to God I said you know I prayed again had a pretty um, emotional prayer and come the next day come that Tuesday I drive up to Dominican you know I'm nervous um you know, I don't know what to expect because I, I told myself, like, if I don't pass, I'm in big trouble. Like, I have to retake it again and think about this whole financial aspect because Dominican is a private school and it was already expensive enough. Right. So here I go again, 150 questions. So they put me in a room. Crazy enough. They put me in a small room and there was a table at the corner with a seat and um, a proctor couldn't be there so they put me in a room that had cameras like on all corners like think about just a perfect square room that had cameras on each end so i i couldn't cheat nor did i think i was going to cheat anyway I, I didn't cheat out you know i studied this test so no matter what angle i would if i were to i would get caught right it would red flag and the, there's ways on kaplan like if you're cheating like it locks you out so Every 20 questions, I was taking a break um, and just taking big size. And then, you know, every 20 questions, uh, I did another set of 20, break, 20 questions, break, and so forth. So I get to the last question, one, the 150th question. And before I click um, end test or whatever, I took a prayer, took a big sigh. I prayed. I said, God, whatever your will is, like, let it be done. Like. I'm cool. Whatever happens. I click. I check my score. And I pass. I got the score that I needed. At this point, I'm rejoicing. I'm I'm having the time of my life. And just really happy. Right? So I can't wait to tell my mom. I can't wait to tell, um, you know, my family, my girlfriend, you know, my uncle. Um, just people who matter to me and who's been there for the journey. And so I, I go, um, find my teacher who's like in the next room over. And I told her, Hey, I'm, I'm finished. Like, and she knew like I passed. Right. And funny thing was, um, when we got back, she goes, Oh my gosh, the cameras weren't recording. 
And I laugh because, oh my gosh, like, that's crazy. Like, if someone else took this test and were to cheat, they could have cheated, right? But, like, I didn't cheat at all. And so, you know, I call, I call, um, I call my girlfriend, I call my mom. I'm so happy. And it was crazy that Tuesday I had worship service. So the day before I had a big special gathering for the choir. And then the next day I did the test and it was, it was dope. Cause I, I remember coming into that worship service and I was very, very, very joyful and just thankful. You know, I came into that worship service and I was happy. Now I have to get ready for the NCLEX. And the NCLEX is basically the end all be, be all test for you to be, you know, a licensed nurse to finally do license, uh, to do nursing practice at a hospital, at a skilled care nursing facility, subacute, whatever you want to call it. That was, that's the only way I can do nursing or a nurse, um, nursing skills under my scope is if I have my NCLEX and everyone knows that you get a big thing, you get a big, um, uh, what you call it, notification or not a notification, but like you go onto this, um, website where you can find out if you have your license or not. So mind you, while I was prepping for my third predictor my third exit exam um my friends were getting ready for the NCLEX and I'm the type of person for some odd reason I don't know why this happens I get envious of where people are in the sense where I want to be where they're at right away and not and forget to tell myself like hey Seti like everyone has their own journey has their own path they need to take so you know while I had taken the predictor, you know, people were sending me good luck, you know, Greg, uh, Tina, you know, Kian, all of those who just supported me and understood the situation I was going through. Um, you know, I told them I passed and they were very happy for me. So while I was transitioning to getting ready for the NCLEX, um, I had like heard from people like oh yeah i'm getting ready to take my nclex next week or next month right but you know there's caveats behind like or there's like requirements for you to take the nclex you have to get approved you have to go through all this paperwork you know all that stuff and all my friends had their paperwork ready to go they were ready and so i had to do the same exact thing um and little by little you know i think the first person who passed the nclex um, might have been Tina, might have been Camille, I forget who, but I remember Camille, um, she passed the NCLEX, um, posted about it on Instagram, and also posted that she got into a new grad program, which was awesome, uh, down in Southern California, so I was super happy for her, she's like, she was one of our smart, smarter, um, she was one of the, if not one of the smartest, um, nursing students in my cohort. Um, so I was getting envious. I was getting a little jealous and in a way that I wasn't mad at them. I was happy for their success. Like, you know, they were a lot more smarter than me and everything. So I start to get, I start to prepare myself and I wasn't using Kaplan this time around to get ready. I used another program called U world, which is the same exact thing as Kaplan, but they have their own way of prepping people and preparing people for, um, for the NCLEX. So February, March rolls around. 
Uh, I get approved to take the NCLEX, my first NCLEX. Um, I scheduled it in April. And what's funny was um, my girlfriend was like, can you go to Hawaii? And funny thing is I had scheduled this test and I was like, I can't. And I'm the type of person as well that in order for something that big, and I've never been to Hawaii even till this day, I have to reward myself first or I have to go through something first, like a make a, I have like a big accomplishment to have that. And you know, there, there might be like, cool. Like you have the, you pass your predictor study. That should be enough. Like, but I wanted to pass the NCLEX and my downfall to the first NCLEX and everything was I was so envious of what everyone was going through and accomplishing like left and right people were passing um that I wanted to be part of that group I wanted to you know kind of just prove everyone wrong like yo I could pass the NCLEX the first time so I got approved in March and like I said I scheduled it in April so this is like I might have done maybe a good two and a half months of studying which I thought was enough. Um, NCLEX rolls around. Um, and NCLEX, there's, you can pass as low as 75 questions or you go the whole, I forget it's if it's 256 or 265, one of those numbers. I get those mixed up. Um, and if you get 75, it either means like you really passed and you're really good or 75, you passed really bad. And I got 75, right? But I knew I didn't pass. Um, I took my test in Oakland. Um, and I came, I went home and I was devastated because I knew, I pretty much knew that what was going to happen. Um, and there's a trick apparently to find out if you passed or not. And I kept doing the trick and it kept telling me I failed. And so I was like, yeah, you never know. So I waited for anything in the mail. And soon enough, a week after, they sent me um, an evaluation of my test. And it just said I was I was just below. And if I were to redo the first try, I, I think I probably would have done it in June. Because I was telling myself, like, what is there for me to rush? Um, and mind you, the NCLEX... They're not cheap. Well, now they're not. Before, they weren't as expensive. But if I'm not mistaken, to retake the test is is 450 bucks. You have to make two separate payments. So I didn't I didn't pass. Um, you know, I was barely working. Um, you know, we were barely ma- making ends meet here, and so I was crying. I felt like I disappointed my mom. You know, and she just told me, "Hey, you just gotta pray." So I, you know, I did just that. Um, and throughout this time, I may not mention it, but I had my devotional prayers every, every time. So I took about maybe a month off and just said, Hey, I need to save up money for an NCLEX. And I was able to save up and I used another, I, I went back to Kaplan thinking that, okay, maybe the superstition of if I go to Kaplan, maybe that'll help me pass. Right. But the crazy part is these were repetitive questions that I knew the questions for. So 
I was basing my logic of how to answer them by memory and not by critical thinking, which you should have as a nurse, and especially in order to pass the NCLEX. Um, and crazy enough, um, I was able to save up enough money and um, I was to have my um, class or my NCLEX in October. Um, this was October. So let me backtrack a little bit. So April of 2020, that's when I took my first NCLEX. I, I, I were to take my second NCLEX, um, of October, 2020. Okay. And then this was around July that I got approved for it. And, you know, I just kept praying, kept praying. Of course I was, you know, I was busy, but along the way, my boss at work was telling me like, hey, what are you using right now to study? And I said, well, I'm using Kaplan right now. And funny thing is, he goes, oh, well, and I asked him like, you know, I, I like to pick people's brain, you know, that's the type of person I, I am like. And when it comes to something I'm passionate for or something that I'm getting myself into, like I want to ask people who've been through it. And he just kept telling me, you know, you should use, um, you know, uh, this program, right? And... I go, oh, okay, but soon enough later on, I figured out that I was I was supposed to use that. So, um, fast forwarding to October, you know, I was like, you know what, God, God's gonna make me pass this time. You know, I'm not I'm not cocky. You know, everything. I've had my devotional prayers. He's gonna be there. Like, he's gonna give me. He's going to grant me this. And I took my second one and kid you not. So the first time I did 75 questions. This time I went the whole length, like 200 plus questions. And, you know, 150 questions. I'm already, my brain is fried. Like I'm out of it. Um, but the problem with me during that, that second test was, I was just answering questions just to, you know, just to, and I was just answering them fast. And I wasn't really critical, critically thinking, which was really bad on my part. <laughs> Test ends and I don't feel good once again. And I'm praying. I said, God, please let me pass. Um, and this is where my faith as a member of the church kind of, kind of took a little sharp turn. Um, so I was doing the whole, um, tricks to find out if I were to pass or not. I didn't pass. Right. It kept telling me I wasn't going to pass. I wasn't going to pass. And so I was like, you know what, you know, let's wait again. Sure enough, uh, I didn't pass. And I can remember that day as if it was yesterday. I remember getting those papers and I immediately threw them in the trash and I was pissed. I was mad. And I was yelling at my mom. Not directly, like, you know, because I'm pissed at her. I was like, I was like, Mom, I don't get it. I studied. I worked my butt off. I did this. I prayed. Why isn't God giving me this? I know. As a member of the church, and for those who are listening who are members, you're supposed to be, like, grounded in your faith and everything. But I was being tested. And, you know, for that whole week... I was pissed. I didn't pray. I would go to worship service and kid you not, didn't feel like singing. 
and I felt like, you know, God's not helping me. And during this time, my girlfriend is like, you're acting really stupid. Like God has been there, you know, and she kept trying to get through me and, and say, you know, everyone has their time. Everyone has their moment. You know, you'll get to where you want. You just have to have faith and have faith in God that that's the plan. Of course, for me during this time, it's going one year out the other and she she's not liking it at all. And my mom is telling me the same exact thing. And I'm just like, I don't really care. Like, I don't want to listen to any of you guys. And then there was a lesson that came about as if like God was like talking to me. And, you know, I always tell this to my uncle Jason, you know, God has a great sense of humor, a way to wake us up or. Um, give us a life check, right? To tell, to tell us like, hey, yo, like this is tough love. You better, you, you better get ready for this. And it was like, yeah, you're dealing with this, right? I remember the minister saying, yeah, you're dealing with this, but this is his promise. Like he's not going to leave you, right? And later, later on, day by day, I started to kind of be like, okay, Seti, like what you did was dumb. Just kneel down and pray. So I did that. Right. So I were to save up again and get ready for my third one. Um, and I was able to save up enough to get and sign up for my third. So the goal was um, to take it in February of 2021 and hopefully make it into the new grad program of the hospital I'm, I'm, um, I was currently working at. And and then I was like, okay, I think we're good. We're going to do this. We're going to be able to do that. And I remember there was something wrong with my paperwork that they needed to fix. And I kept calling them like, oh, we, we're getting it fixed. It's all good and everything and blah, blah, blah. And then February rolls around and I had to defer um, the nursing program at the time at Stanford. And saying, you know, like I wasn't able to make or able to take the NCLEX. I'm sorry. Like take my name off the list. And it was like no problem. The next month was kind of crucial because that's when COVID hit. And everything kind of like halted. And you would think like, oh, man, said you're about you're probably pissed. You're probably mad at God right now. <laughs> like, no, like I was actually pretty, pretty sane. Um, and I said, you know, whatever your will is. Uh, just let it be done. I'm along for the ride. I'm like, I'll, I'm gonna, whether I'm in the backseat or the shotgun, I'll take it. Just, you know, take the wheel. Um, so I come to the month of April and I call BRN again. They're like, oh, you know what? We found out like this happened. This was our fault. We'll let you be approved. I finally got approved. So... I got my approval letter that I can take the exam and um, I remember, you know what? I was like, for my third one, let me take my boss's advice and, you know, use what he used to, um, to pass, you know, like, you know, it can't, it won't, it, it can't hurt. Right. So I used that. I actually liked it. I like the 
you know, they were giving out videos, but you also have a book book to follow and to study with. But, a, you know, my friend also recommended a guy who, if you're willing to listen to like three hour recordings, eight hour recordings, his name was Mark Clement. I'm, I might be butchering the name, but I also did that. So July rolls around and I had to literally schedule my test. So I scheduled it in September. And, you know, um, I was like, okay, my, the deal or whatever of the, the program I was using, oh, man, I hope it comes into my mind, jogs into my memory so I can just tell the program, but it's like in the tip of my tongue and I, it wasn't you world. It wasn't Kaplan. It wasn't ATI. Um, uh, it was something else. And you know, um, I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's get this going. Um, you know, you know, let's, let me just schedule it. So I scheduled it for, um, for September, but I, I kept, um, you know, doing what I needed to do. Oh, it's called Hirsch review. There we go. Hirsch review is what it was called. Sorry, people. So I'm working on Hirsch review, working on all the questions. I didn't get to finish all the questions. You know, I didn't finish what we called the Q bank, which was question bank and trying to max out all that stuff. So I didn't get to, but you know, I was a little bit afraid because my scores weren't, weren't there. They weren't where they were supposed to be. Uh, but I kept praying, kept praying, kept praying. And the third exam came and Mind you, COVID's still happening. This is September 2021, so very, I would say, pretty recent, I guess. And they finally lifted up restrictions to like, oh, you know, only a certain amount of people can test. And I remember the reason why in April I couldn't take a, get a test because of COVID. So in, in July, I think, I waited. And so in July... Finally, they were like, um, because I think in April, if I'm not mistaken, April up until July, they were trying to figure out how to get people to take their tests. And so for those who already had something scheduled, they had priority when to schedule. So in July, they finally opened it up to, you know, those who want to take it. And the only available time was September. So I said, you know what, let's do it. You know, let's, I don't care. And... September comes and I said, you know what? Let's do it again. Um, do what we got to do. Um, this time around, they changed the uh, criteria of how, how how many questions you can do minimum and how many questions you can do maximum to pass. Because of COVID restrictions, they wanted you to not stay there as long. Um, the limit was, I think, uh, was 60 was the lowest to pass, 130 questions max. And I told myself, you know what, let's improve the mentality. Let's just come go in there, you know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, but with Black Mamba mentality, come in there with full of faith and just praying to God and know that be ready to do 130 questions. You know, I've, like I said, in the predictor, I was doing 150 questions, you know, 130 won't, won't kill me. So I was just ready to do that. And 
as I'm getting to question 59, 60, 61, 62, I'm like, oh, shoot. Maybe maybe I'll end at 70. 70 rolls around, and I keep going. And I go, maybe 80. 80 rolls around. I'm like, oh, shoot. And by the time I get to my 90th question, I, I said, I'm going to 130. Let me take a break, take a breather, and just regain my thoughts and just tell myself, take every question with utmost confidence and just know that you're going to go up to 130. Long story short, I got to 130. Um, so I, f- I got done with the test and literally I had told myself, I think I failed yet again. And I remember calling my mom. I said, I don't know. And that conversation was pretty quick because she didn't know what else to tell me. Called my girlfriend. I said, I don't know. But while I was having the conversation with my girlfriend, I did I did the trick. And it was telling me I passed. So I went to her house. I used the laptop. I did the trick again. It passed. I let two... Um, long story short, I went home right away after going to her house. I didn't stay there very long. After two hours had passed... I checked it again, did the trick, kept telling me I was I was I was gonna pass. And then I checked the next day, did it again, did the trick, told me I passed. And I said, you know what, let's let's wait this time. Um, now there's an option on uh, on the NCLEX site where it allows you to get um, fast results or early results. And it was only eight bucks, so I said, you know what, hey, let's just pay the eight bucks. I remember that morning. I. I paid the eight bucks and I passed and I cried, you know, I cried and I just remembered, oh shoot, like I really just passed the NCLEX. Um, and after that I got into, you know, of course I'm celebrating this and that, you know, there's still COVID around, so can't do much, but I was happy. I had a weight lifted off my shoulders. Um, and long story short, I applied to the Stanford new grad. I got in and I'm starting. You know, and be like, yo, steady, you took 46 minutes. What are you, what are you trying to get out? You know, um, one, you know, everyone has their own path in whatever profession they're trying to do. There's going to be some ups and downs and everything. One may not be as religious as me, and that's fine. But everyone has their moments. Everyone will get to where they need to be. And that was something for me that was hard to grasp on. Because as I was saying earlier, I was envious of people who were where they wanted to be, where I also wanted to join them as well. So by this time, you know, three years had has gone by um i got accepted to the new grad program and i'm already starting as as we speak and it made me reflect on the journey that i've been in and it it was something that i was like whoa like this actually happened like i actually passed and Shoot, man, I ain't trying to get emotional here, but um, it was a struggle. And 
you know, had not been for the support system I I have, you know, my friends and family, um, my faith, um, the resilience that I somewhat have, I guess. I don't think I would have been where I am now, but most especially, you know, it's God's timing uh, at the end of the day. You know, it's tough. You know, I was very, I was embarrassed. Um, could you not? Because my friends are like a year or two into the profession and I'm still here working as a nursing assistant. And I learned later on that I shouldn't have been embarrassed. You know, everyone has like their routes, their their time that they they get to where they want to be, like I said earlier. But it was something that I was so afraid of sharing because I was afraid of what people would think. You know, I was afraid of people saying, oh, dang, dude, Cedric, you're, you're dumb, bro. Like, you didn't learn anything in nursing school? Or, dang, Cedric, like, I don't think this is a profession for you. Like, and you wasted money. You know, I was afraid of what people were thinking, their opinions and everything, when I should have just been focused on my goals and just myself and wean off not wean off but you know just not listen to those who were talking negative or talking down um you know for me to share this story takes a lot because not a lot of people kind of knew the real journey um you know it took a while for me to be an actual quote-unquote nurse because of NCLEX and I prided myself on the, on the fact that I'm not a real nurse yet unless I get my NCLEX. And so when I got my certification from the Board of Nursing come the next month, you know, I cried. I said, you know, God is good. Um, you know, he makes you shut up when at the right time. Um, you know, and... You know, for anyone, for any profession, even for those who, who may be going through this, um, keep going, keep trying. You know, dreams do come true. You work hard. If you work hard, you, you'll be able to play even harder. Um, you know, I knew and, you know, I was always been taught, you know, there's a time and place for everything. And I understood that. I understood where I could have fun, but I can also I, but also tell in the back of my mind I needed to work and throughout this time like I I shared earlier you know my family we don't have a lot you know but what we do have is just just pure conversations and that brings us all together you know um, whether times where we were worried where we were going to get food or how to get by yeah but um you know, it's been always one of my dreams to give back to my family, to give back to those who have given me, you know, pure support. And that's why uh, on the YouTube channel um, of my personal YouTube channel, The Life of SETI, you know, there's going to be giving back series to those who might have made an impact while I was in nursing school or made an impact in my life. <laughs> give back to those who mean a lot to me. Um because that's the least I can do, right? Um, it's the least I can do to them. And it's not to show off that I have 
oh wow, Seti, you work out here because you know, and you're showing off that you have a lot of money. Like, no, um, it's just it's who I am. It's my nature to give back to those who have played a major role, um, and just made played a major part of my life through, especially through through this hard one. And I'm not gonna lie, when I was able to pass my NCLEX, it was the biggest sigh of relief I had. The weight off of my shoulders, you know, I felt good. Um, my friends started to realize I was a lot more happier and less stressed. But of course, you know, still now there's some stress and there's some problems. But, um, you know, I realized that, you know, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. You know, people get to where, where they need to be when it comes time. You know, people, you know, I, I was I, kept, I was being told about my uncle, Uncle Jason. You know, don't worry about your friends who are here now. You know, worry about yourself. You'll get there. You know, you'll get to where you are. But one of the one things, if I can impart this to anyone who's going through this same uh, journey as I am and struggling to pass the NCLEX or whatever, or just struggling to whatever it is, you know, um, and you're trying to make it to that finish line or you're trying to get to the other side of the fence where, you know, the grass looks greener, uh, per se. You know, be humble and know where you came from. Because um, the moment you become cocky, the moment you become too prideful is the moment you lose sight of the goal and you become complacent. And that's what happened with me on my second predictor, that's what happened to me on my second NCLEX. And it's weird for, for those who probably picked up the superstition, like, oh man, maybe you need to do th things three times in order to pass or whatever. Hey, weirdly enough, I don't know how it was. You know, I had to take the predictor three times. I passed. I had to take the NCLEX three times. I passed. But regardless, um, I had to tell myself I had to be humble and, you know, people in my corner and my circle of friends kept telling me, you know, be humble, man. You know, don't lose sight of who you are. Be real. You know, be humble. Know your roots. Know where you came from. Because when you get there, where you get success and you're thriving where you are in your career, you have to take those moments to reflect. How did you get there? Who got you there? What did you do to get there? And... You know, um, till now, I thank God every day that I've gotten here, gotten into this position, um, you know, and, you know, I don't regret anything. You know, things happen for a reason, for sure. Uh, but, you know, if there's things I, I were to change, uh, one would be like not not being afraid of your story of where you got where you needed to be, you know, um, and not worrying about other opinions or where people are at, you know, don't get me wrong. Am, am I happy for my nursing friends who, who are at the position where they're at now? Of course. Like, you know, I could, I could play the shoulda, woulda, coulda game. You know, I could have been already making this. I could have been making my, doing this for my family, this and that, you know, like I said, shoulda, woulda, coulda, but, I'm here now and you just live in the moment. Um, 
I'm so unthankful. Um, you know, I kind of want to give you guys a taste of, you know, some of the conversations we'll have. You know, some of the things that we'll have on this podcast is not not just storytelling and talking about certain things in our life. It's maybe even as random as sneakers or, you know, you know detailing cars, whatever it may be, especially with our guests coming up um, and who's going to be on here. You just never know what we're going to talk about. But, you know, I wanted to give a personal story to kind of jump off the bat. Um, I might have rambled. I might have gone off on a tangent or I might have not been, you know, going in chronological order. I'm sorry. But for those who um, stayed this long, I know it's like 56 minutes already. I appreciate each and every one of you guys, your support, um, your love. This is this has been in the making for maybe quite maybe a year. Um, and Uncle Jason's wife, Antilo, just told me, hey, just get it done. Just do it. Um, and just be you. Just be original. And whoever's going to be on the podcast. So um, thank you so much for listening to my, my story, my nursing story. If you have any questions, hit me up on my personal uh, Instagram, uh, cdiggory, that's C-D-I-G-G-O-R-Y. Um, once again, I'm one of the hosts. Um, our other handsome host couldn't be here today, Mr. Jordan Julian himself. Uh, but he'll be um, in our next episode. Um, and stay tuned what we're going to talk about in that uh, next episode. But I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, please, um, follow, if you haven't yet, follow the Instagram page. We might be, um, posting some of our podcasts on, on YouTube, so, um, be a lookout for that. Uh, but thank you so much for supporting the channel. Um, uh, if you can, please, sh- uh, share this, uh, share this, uh, podcast. And, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, love each and every one of you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my story. Um, and yeah. First episode of the Unplugged Podcast where dope talks and thoughts. It's a wrap. Thanks, everyone. Hey, by the way, stay safe, everyone. I know we're still dealing with the pandemic. Uh, we're almost there. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, we can go back to the old normal, as they're calling it. Uh, but stay safe out there. Um, and yeah, peace and love, everyone. Take care. <laughs>